Hey there, Kaniacs. I am Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we will have the interview I did with NC State University's men's hockey head coach Tim Healy have that in store for you today I really hope you guys enjoyed that um but before we get into that guys um I do want to remind you if you haven't seen it already I did an interview with ABC 11 News on the whole departure of John Forslund what he meant to me all that stuff um so if you haven't um seen that already um it will be pinned to the show Twitter page, so go check that out. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I was very excited to be able to sit down with Mark Armstrong and John Forslund himself and be able to do that interview. It was very fun um, to do that. I was very taken aback by getting asked to do it. Um, and then, obviously, being able to talk to John himself, tell him what he meant to me you know, as a Hurricanes broadcaster, all that stuff. Um Really hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun. I did not expect to do that. <laughs> um, but go check that out if you haven't already. And one more thing before we get on into the interview with Coach Healy is I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Um, Built Bar is, of course, the uh, fitness bar that tastes like a candy bar. They are absolutely delicious. Um, they have, of course, the 12 original flavors that everyone knows and loves and they also have these six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp um as well as a whole host of other new products um i got a package in the mail from them uh yesterday so i'll be trying that stuff later on this evening while i'm watching the dallas uh tampa game um built bars are great for the health con health conscious individual um Great to help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in an absolutely delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Um, so obviously, again, really healthy. Um, they're also great for keto diets. Those are obviously really big right now. So there's another thing that you can be able to eat there. And uh, right now, uh, Built Bar is offering you $10 off your next order of Built Bars when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, no space, when you use that promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Now, guys, I'll let you enjoy the interview I did with Coach Tim Healy of the NC State University Men's Ice Pack. So, today I am joined by Coach Tim Healy of the North Carolina State Ice Pack. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Doing well. Uh, a little, uh, little blurry-eyed from staying up for the double overtime lightning game last night, and two uh, games up in Virginia for my daughter's U10 team yesterday. But uh, such is life in the hockey world. Yeah, it it can be like that sometimes. That's for sure. Um, so for those of you that, uh, or for the listeners that may not know about you, can you give them a little bit of background on yourself and your history with NC State and your hockey background? Yeah, so this will, even though this is uh, my first year of, of having the honor of, of taking a helmet head coach at for the Ice Pack, this uh, will be my fourth year with them. Started off um, 
kind of in a second assistant role. Um, and then the following year, then the last two years, taking the DN to the bench and um, some special teams work. And when um, I think Mike uh, Gazillo, who great friend, great coach, um, first approached me um, in December of last year, thinking, saying, you know what, I think I may have accomplished all I, I could want to, to accomplish here in time for a bit of a different challenge and want to hand the program over with uh, the championship window still open. Um, it was, uh, you know, obviously a great opportunity to jump in at in terms of <clears throat> taking a head coaching role on a team that, as Mike said, still has the, um, uh, the championship window still open. So this is overall my fifth year living down in Raleigh, though, um, coming out of uh, New York and New England is basically grew up in upstate New York. Um, and then uh, half of my adult life in New England and then, well, a little over half my adult life in New England. And then the other half uh, at this point down here with a little stopover in Florida, a place called IMG Academy, which is for hockey listeners might not be familiar with it, but football, tennis, uh, listeners certainly would be. That's where guys like Andre Agassi went and football wise, you know, they're churning out five-star recruits like it's their job. Well, kind of is their job. Yeah. <laughs> and then from a coaching standpoint, uh, primary, primarily a, a New England prep school hockey coach um, before coming down here as well. You know, basically in the winter of 2013, my wife and I looked at each other. We had about 120 inches of snow on the ground in Worcester, Mass. Hmm. We had no family up in New England at that point. And we said, what are we still doing up here? Uh, so we uh, left for sunnier pastures. And, and Raleigh is, has definitely become our home. And without question, the, the favorite place we've lived and, and love raising our kids here. We couldn't think of a better place for our family. Yeah, uh, you definitely don't have to worry about that much snow here very often. <laughs> Um, that's for sure. Although I found, uh, I found there's a scale though, like five inches here is kind of like uh, 30 inches there in terms of shutting down stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're used to like hurricanes and, you know, bad thunderstorms, the snow, one snowflake, it, everything shut down. <laughs> well, it's funny you said about a hurricane, hurricane. I work, my day job is at St. Mary's as a, as a dean of students and we have a new member of our administrative team who uh is from tennessee and we had i'm trying to think what was a tropical storm we had in august and, and she came in and she's like are, are we at all worried about this i'm like and we're like ah there aren't any kids on campus yet and we're not even showing past a tropical storm right now <laughs> so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't get worried about that stuff here um so it's obviously no secret now that the ice pack season got postponed um a few months back whenever it was originally so, supposed to start um what was your initial reaction to all of that happening was it a surprise or not it, it wasn't a surprise it was i mean you're, you're by human nature you're disappointed right like yeah. i'll make an example like last friday night when i was walking out of one of my daughter's practices off the black rink at weight competition center and the red rink was dark that was supposed to be our opening night for you and you know we were supposed to play unc that night mm -hmm. uh and then this past friday night again walking out um and again it was dark we were supposed to play uncw and it was supposed to be our banner raising night so um you know, you do have those reminders of kind of what should have been, but 
we're, we've, we really pivoted quickly as a program. Um, and we're fortunate in a lot of ways because a lot of programs are not even on the ice. Um, we're on the ice. Tryouts have happened. We're actually even scheduling uh, some fall games as one-offs. Um, so that gives us a chance and, and really a leg up on a lot of our competition. We will have been able to be together as a team for six to eight, you know, six to eight weeks of practice. We'll be able to really put in systems and gel as a team without even having a game on the weekend. So it kind of frees up your practice strategy because when we come back uh, in January, it's going to be a sprint. It's two games every weekend until you get to the conference tournament in March. Um, so we'll be prepared, ready to go uh, when we have Louisville that first weekend. And, you know, our approach really has been to, at least on a coaching staff, is think about what college baseball programs do with the notion of fall ball and then your spring semester season. You know, I think college baseball teams are out, they're working, they're practicing, they play a handful of games in the fall, get a feel for things, and then you take right off in the spring. Um, and, and that's the approach we're taking, and that's what we're, we're modeling it after. Uh, and even reached out to some college baseball coaches to get a sense of how they've hand, you know, how they structure their fall programs. And even some uh, ex-college baseball players, you know, what worked for them in the fall, because I think that really is uh, the model we have right now. So obviously, we were disappointed, um, understood, and, you know, pivoted quickly to take advantage of the situation. Yeah, uh, you actually answered my next question. Yeah, you know, how has that extra time uh, helped you guys prepare? But you answered that. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, the new weight competition center, you know, going up there with your daughter uh, for her games. Um, and that's obviously the new home of the ice pack. Uh, I've seen the pictures on social media of y'all's um, tryouts <laughs> being held there. Um, what have been your thoughts on the new competition center so far. I haven't had a chance to go look at it yet. It's a gorgeous facility. And, you know, for, and, and not just for NC State, but for, you know, junior canes in the youth hockey sense and the mm -hmm. junior teams and the new girls premier U19 elite teams, it gives us such a first class facility. And I think, you know, it's interesting when you move down here, um, you're surprised at how many rinks Raleigh has. Yeah. And you're like, and, and you're fortunate and feel blessed to be able to get on the ice as much as you can. But I think once you get into weight competition center, it really was a reminder that we were missing that top end showcase piece that can attract um, tournaments, teams to come in, you know, it's location by the airport. Um, it's just such a first class facility. And, you know, when I was speaking with the Liberty coaches a, a few weeks ago, I said to them, you know, we really now have a facility that's, you know, on par would say what they have for the most part. Um, obviously, it's dedicated to their programs, but, you know, there's there's a turf area to do off-ice stuff. There's, you know, it, it's not just a locker room. It's, it's a locker room suite. So we have those, you know, it really gives us a leg up. And, and there's no question um, with in terms of our locker room spaces, the off-ice spaces, uh, the rinks themselves, it, it's far and away the best facility in um, the ACCHL and probably, you know, realistically the best facility that any of the, any of the ACHA teams play at other than Liberty up until you get well into the Northeast. So we're excited. Um, this was supposed to be, you know, not supposed to be, we're, 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 we're a really competitive program in what we attract now. And with that facility, it, it's only going to, to help us take off. Yeah, definitely. When everything starts, 
trending in the right direction, you have stuff like that. It pays off. Um, that's for sure. Cause I've, like I said, I've seen the pictures online of not only stuff that you guys have posted stuff, the hurricanes have posted stuff, the competition center itself is posted. It looks really, really nice. I'm excited to be able to go up there, watch you guys play, go to hurricanes practice, all, all the stuff that goes on over there. I'm excited for it. It looks really nice. <laughs> And we're even going to have 7 o'clock home games, which is huge on Friday night. So pretty much every Friday night uh, from January, uh, that first week in January on through March, um, Jared, we'll be, we'll be right up there in Morrisville. So that's where we'll be. And uh, hopefully, our, hopefully COVID gets to the point where we can get people back into the building. Um, it's, a great, it's a really fan-friendly place, too. There's even a section of, of chairback seats. Um, they did a lot of little things great. Like the, they have longer panes of glass, so there's less stanchions in it from a viewer's standpoint. It, mm-hmm. It's just really well done with a lot of the little details. That's really cool to hear. Um, and you obviously mentioned, you know, how this program has been really uh, successful through this championship window over the past few years. Um, you know, I spoke to Wade Minter, your PA announcer, um, back in January now. It seems like forever ago kind of is um, about the growth of the program over the, over the years. Um, What has changed since whenever you first came to NC state um, to right now, like how is that growth, you know, just taking a step back and looking at that, what's that like for you? I think there's a few things. One is youth hockey itself growing in the triangle area. If you look at our team where we are primarily uh, built around players from the triangle. And so as that has grown, that gives us a better uh, group of kids feeding into us. So that's one. And these are in no particular order. Uh, two is NC State's just academic reputation shooting up, um, particularly in, you know, when you talk about engineering me, different engineering tracks, uh, when you talk about the design school, you know, NC State from a, as a school from an academic standpoint is become ultra attractive and you know take a take a kid like a Riley Johnson who you know obviously is a star player Riley certainly could have played NCAA hockey but he looked at it as if I can come back I can get um, a better education than at some of the NCAA division three schools that were looking at me I can pay in-state tuition I can have a big college experience with football games on Saturdays uh, and play an ultra competitive brand of hockey that competes for championships and frankly draws more than many NCAA teams and most division three NCAA teams. So, um, and then finally the, the last piece and probably the most important piece within the team, you can have all that, but if the team culture isn't in the right place, you, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. And you look at the leadership that we've had in the players like Sam Banashevitz, Ryan Kinney, um, Luis Jimenez, and then, you know, Mike Gazillo's steadfast leadership. Those are the things that bring it all together. And transferring now to the current leadership group with Ian O'Rourke, who's been club president for three years, uh, Eric Todd, Cam Mazikowski, Chris Solomon, and the captains. The, the leadership in the locker room and the brain trust is just, it's tremendous. And that goes a long way too. Yeah, that definitely, definitely does. If there isn't that chemistry on y'all's end, then nothing else really matters. Um, and I totally had something to say, but I totally had a brain fart on it. 
that's all right. We're, uh, we're hitting you with a lot yeah. here. Oh, uh, you're fine. Um, now, something new is obviously the men's program has been around for a while. Um, and I believe it was last season was the first one for it. Um, but NC State now has a women's hockey program. Obviously, I know you're the men's head coach, and you may not have a whole lot to do with that. Um, but what's it like being able to offer that? You know, you obviously have daughters. You know, would you want them to go there? You know, what's it like having that women's program to offer? That? Yeah, you know, I, I, and I, you're right with the with the daughter standpoint. So I can almost put an entirely different hat on that one as we uh, pivot to that question. Is you know, first of all, so. One of my other hockey roles down here is for the junior Canes coordinating mm-hmm. all the 12 and under girls programs. And what I love about having the, the girls, the women's program come online is you have a lot of boys who look at it like, Oh, I, I'd love to be able to play for NC state someday, play at PNC arena, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now girls have that same opportunity. Um, and Emily Peterson has done, a lot of great work to get that off the ground. Um, you know, I feel, you know, I feel a little bit bad for him in, in what's happening with COVID now because we're, we're pretty well established on the men's side. So it helps weathering that storm a bit more. Uh, but they were, were just getting going in and still have a lot of momentum. And, and, and they'll weather the storm just fine. Um, but the ACCHL adding a women's uh, league now, um, yeah, it, it's great. And it's another, just as, you know, boy, you, know, you know, younger boys in the youth hockey programs have a place that they know that's going to be competitive and able to stay at home and play in the college level. Now the girls have that too. And, you know, my two daughters, you know, they notice that and which is really important to have those role models on that side too. And, and the women involved in the girls side, I think they really are great role models um, for our youth hockey girls. Yeah, yeah, I was really excited when that uh, got announced because I'm like, you know, awesome. You know, they get to play as well, you know, because I'm all for, you know, I want everyone who wants to be able to play to be able to play. Um, well, yeah, and, and, you know, we talk about the the rise in youth hockey down here and in particular on the, on the girls' side. So last year for our U10 and U12 tryouts, we had uh, just over 40 girls. Uh, this year we had over 70 girls out of those tryouts. Um, we've added – um, a second U14 team this year in the way women's, the girls, the youth hockey works, you have tier one and tier two. Uh, we were able to add a tier one team. Uh, and then on the U19 team side of things, we've added this. Um, it follows almost a, a juniors model, uh, a U19 team. And that's what Mike Gazillo and Alyssa Gallardi are, are heading up. So those are all things that we've expanded quickly uh, on the last few years and the, on the girls youth hockey side, well, which will hopefully uh, – feed the the women's ice pack yeah i definitely feel it will um once those kids just start growing up going to college and whatnot they're gonna see just like the boys nc state's right there you know you got the in-state tuition all that stuff i think definitely a few years once them kids start growing up it'll be great uh now i do remember what i was going to say it was going back to the growth of the program i remember going to the uh um, game against UNC at PNC Arena um, back in January or February, um, mm-hmm. whenever it was. And just seeing that crowd there where like half of the lower bowl was filled for a college hockey game in North Carolina. That was insane. Um, 
Wade mentoring, you know, he said the same thing, you know, just so many people coming out to support it. You know, you go a few years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. Um, but now just the way things are growing um, is crazy. Um, and what was your reaction there of, you know, you're in the middle of that game and then you just kind of glance over and just see all those people there? Well, I think there's two things. I think one is it speaks, and let's be honest, that crowd is 80, 90% NC State. Um, yeah which it speaks to, you know, one other thing of support is half, you know, I've been fortunate to live in, in a lot of great communities um, and have been around a lot of great educational communities, but the, the school spirit at NC state is really, it's, it's off the charts. And I jokingly have said to some of my um, friends back at home and trying to get them to understand is NC state fans would come out in the thousands to watch NC state beat UNC and bocce. Uh, you know, yeah. they're that passionate about it. Uh, and then you add in um, a stage like PNC and, and it's just perfect. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just awesome. You can't, I mean, and I'm going to add one other thing about when you talk about the thousand, it's on a Monday night. So you're getting that, I forgot that yeah. on, on, on a Monday night. And the way it's covered from PAC TV, uh, the Governor's Cup in November, there, there are NCAA Division I programs that do not have those types of nights. And for us to be able to have it, it, it it's amazing. And it just goes so far in just, not just building the brand, but raising the awareness of of hockey and NC State hockey and UNC hockey. And, you know, both schools work on it together. It's definitely a joint um, project uh, and with Emil Hartman up at the Canes, uh, we're also really fortunate to be able to do that, and that the Canes open up our door, their doors for them to be able to use PNC. Mm-hmm. Um, where this year, obviously, it's a little bit different. We had ho- we had hoped to actually have been part about uh, the outdoor game, um, but even so, from a PNC standpoint, um, we're going to push that back off as far as we can in the hopes that we you know, COVID as a place that we can have crowd, a good crowd there, even if it's after the ACCHL tournament in March, um, maybe as a, as a season capper. So we still want to make sure uh, that we have a shot at having that for this year. But I tell you what, it gets loud in there, even with that half that lower bowl and, and how it projects on the ice. Um, it, it really gives you appreciation of just how loud PNC arena can get when it's like that for five to 6,000. And we've all been in there for playoff games and mm-hmm. it's, it's the loudest building I've been in. The only time I ever was in a building that was a little bit louder was game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. The last time uh, the Bolts were in it and they took an early lead against the Blackhawks. But, and that was a Stanley Cup final game and that was momentary. But sustained noise, that building, it, it, it's impressive. Yeah, it, it gets crazy loud. Um, speaking of it getting loud, I remember I was at opening night and I was up in the 300s uh, with the person I went with. Um, and whenever, you know, everyone was cheering for Rod, you know, when he came out and you know, you're introducing everyone, the crowd just kept cheering, kept cheering. And they introduced Cam Ward to sound the siren. You couldn't hear it. Like yeah, you could not hear him get introduced. All of a sudden you just see him on the, uh, nice big new Jumbotron and then you hear it. You didn't hear his introduction at all. And crazy. it's great. Yeah. And you know, that, you know, it was really fun too. And in, in the playoff run two years ago, there was a lot of greats for their playoff run two years ago. There was just a lot of great synergy in the hockey community, which helped us too. Cause if you recall, uh, Winston Salem 
they they pretty much didn't lose a game that entire year, the Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went unbeaten up until the Nationals in Dallas, and then they were, you know, it's kind of like, you know, our run concluded. Um, it was a great run. And then Winston-Salem's run concluded, you know, with a chance. And then you had this run by the Canes, and obviously that was the biggest one of them all, but it was just this great synergy uh, and feeling in the hockey community down here. And the weather, if you recall, all the home games, the Canes, the weather was great. So the tailgating was off the charts. So it was, uh, it, it, I mean, the amount of life that that run, that whole year breathed back into the hockey community down here was just awesome. Oh, yeah. And I can confirm at that uh, game between you guys at UNC, we were tailgating outside that night. <laughs> Absolutely. On a um, and keeping going with that uh, synergy run there, like uh, Fayetteville, um, they were doing really, really great this year um, before their stuff got stopped. So just hockey in North Carolina, just growing um, as a whole and being successful, not just being here, you know, being here and being good, I think is great i think with you guys all the other teams between college and professional semi-professional all that stuff i think it just staying good is going to do great you know because kids are going to see it on tv and like i want to do that you know, and, and it's right now you have the right people at the table. You know, you talk about Fayetteville. They have a great leadership that group down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about with the Junior Canes organization with, um, you know, Jocelyn Langla, Steve Henley, and Dave Ray. You have people with really great vision there. I know, you know, Tom Dundon's, you know, controversial, certainly, you know, and saw, uh, you know, especially with the article that profiled you a lot with uh, Forsland, but, you know, Dunning clearly has a vision too, right? And he's yeah. spending the cap and he's putting the arena upgrades in. Um, so you're getting these, to me, in Jeff Ammons and developing w- WCC. So you're getting these people that really have not just a passion, but a visit, a vision um, and the, the capability to drive through these, these big hockey projects that just really benefit all of us as hockey fans, hockey consumers, hockey coaches, hockey players. Um, this is, you know, we've lived in New Hampshire. We lived in Massachusetts. You know, we, we say this is about the best hockey setup we've had. And that says a lot considering the places that my family's lived in. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, you did mention John Forsland um, and his departure from the Hurricanes. What were your initial thoughts on that, um, you know, just you know, coming from someone in the area? Well, you have – well, and keep in mind, you know, some of my first games were Whalers games when you had uh, Forsland and Caton up there. So um, so I, I kind of have both ends of, of the career here with it. You know, first of all, I, I think Forsland's, Forsland's the best. Um, I think – you know, I, I love Doc Emmerich, too. You could probably pick one of the two out of the hat, but I think Forslin and, and Emmerich are the best of the best. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not privy to the table of, of what was asked or not asked, um, but I'll say that. Either. Yeah, so, you know, certainly we'll miss Forslin, miss his passion, miss his interplay with Tripp, uh, no, no doubt. Um, but I also hope that maybe this leads to, to bigger, even bigger things for John. I know his heart's always going to be in Carolina. Um, but, you know, we saw – love Doc Emmerich, but he's not getting any younger either. So maybe this will, um, you know, pave that opening for even a bigger role on a national stage for Forsland. You know, we have Olympics coming up, and NHL players are going to be back at it. How great would it be to see Forsland uh, doing Olympic games? Oh, that would be awesome. 
And, you know, and, and the one thing I do kind of feel bad about this is Maniscalco is great. You know. Oh, yeah. He's, he's absolutely fan- fantastic. He's fantastic. And I think he's going to be great in the role. And, I, you know, I just hope people are, you know, I think they are. I think they generally are as excited. You know, sure, we can be sad about John, but be excited about Mike. And actually, when we moved to this market, uh, one of the first things my wife and I both noticed was just how good uh, for any market, let alone a small market, the, the whole team was from Shane Willis, uh, you know, Abby Labar coming in. Um, heck, even Stormy is awesome, right? So they, ha- they just have a great team uh, off the ice promoting those games too. So, and, and again, that was one of the first things we, we noticed. Oh, yeah, Maniscalco, he does an absolutely great job uh, with his stuff. So it's not like they put in some scrub up there to replace no. those ones. You got someone that he's going to do a really good job. Um, And then Abby replacing Mike down on the ice as well. She's going to do great there as well. Well, and, and, you know, and and that's important too, right? Like I think there's a difference from, you know, if you look at take sideline reporters they're you know, they're often females, right? Like, but putting a, you know, putting a female more in a booth presence, you know, my daughter actually has a a YouTube channel, big news with little Meredith, right. And it gives her as a hockey player, uh, you know, okay, so I can actually even be in this booth booth role. Um, And you're seeing even on the national stage, like AJ Malesko, I mean, she's, she's fantastic. Um, And so you're seeing more and more uh, women get into those roles. Um, And that again, gives more, you know, role modeling for, you know, the, the Meredith Healy's of the world. Yep. In the right way, too, not, yes. just, you know, in, in a way that's respected and put out there and, and the give and take, you know, so it, it, it's great all across the board. Yes. Um, now, final question for you. You mentioned it uh, at the top of the interview, and I got to ask you, who do you got, Dallas or Tampa? Uh, it's <laughs> not even a question. Well, I mean, first of all, we're, we're – we're, we, we believe in shopping local. So when we lived in Florida, we lived by the lightning yeah. but, uh, and died by the lightning in those runs there too. So uh, just as we dove into the Canes, we dove into Tampa. Um, we actually had our first season ticket, partial season ticket package ever down there. Um, so we're, you know, it's funny. My wife grew up in, as a Bruins fan. I grew up as a Flyers fan and we still have those, but we also have the lightning and the Canes that we go for. My daughter wears 91. So we are, we are definitely go bolts. Um, <laughs> and this one, um, you know, my youngest daughter was sleeping with thunder, Thunderbug last night. She has a Thunderbug, a gritty and a stormy. And, you know, so it's the, 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 the Thunderbug is still there. So yeah, there's, you know, first of all, like all rooting interests aside, if you look at the health of the two teams, sure, Stamkos is out. Um, they're still a little bit healthier on the Tampa side. Uh, as great as uh, Dobby's played for um, Dallas, beating Vasilevsky, you know, Vas- with all the star power of Kucherov and Point and Hedman, it's easy to overlook Vasilevsky, but at the end of the day, the Stars have to beat Vasilevsky three games in a row. And good luck with trying to accomplish that right now with the way he's playing. So I, you know, credit to the stars last night and the resiliency and tying that one late um, and then winning in overtime. But that's, I don't see anyone beating Vasilevsky three games in a row right now. I hear you on that. Cause he's, I want the stars doing, um, but Tampa's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, 
They are definitely going to be tough. Um, it just feels so, like their time right now, too. You know, they exercised yeah. the ghost of Columbus. You know, they reshaped their team. I think Cooper's an, an amazing coach in a way, communicates to his players. Um, you know, and, you know, it's almost like UVA basketball, right? Like sometimes you have to pay the price to learn how to become a, a winning championship team. And I feel like they've done that at this point. Yeah, that was something I talked about with the Hurricanes in the past. You know, they had their conference final run, they had playoffs, you know, this year. Um, you know, they speak of, you know, exercising, you know, other teams, you know, there was the whole deal with New York in the regular season. Then the postseason, yeah. they got them out of the way. Um, so <laughs> we'll think, never hear about that one again. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of the same thing with the Hurricanes. You know, they just got to, you know, they got to learn how to, win in the playoffs uh consistently and they'll be good to go yeah and then they have a great and they have great guidance up front and oh absolutely we talk about brenda moore but it's the whole staff uh yeah. chenoworth and, and dan you know they just have a great staff there and a great team they've put in place yes i agree um and i do want to thank you for coming on this morning coach um, Well, my pleasure thanks for having me yes uh yeah i'm obviously an ice pack fan I'm looking forward to the season. I wish you guys the best of luck. I can't wait to come out to games again um, and be able to cheer you guys on. I appreciate it. Go Pack. Yep. You have a good one, Coach. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Coach Healy. I really, really enjoyed doing it. Um, it was an absolute blast. Thank you to Coach Healy for coming on the show and talking to me. Um, look forward to having him again on the show at some point in time. Now, that does it for this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. On the next episode, it'll be up later on this evening after the conclusion of the Dallas-Tampa game. be discussing that Um as well as the end of the Boston, Miami Eastern Conference Final and the Los Angeles Denver Western Conference Final, and discussing the NBA Finals now because I enjoy basketball. But we're also going to be talking a lot of hockey. We may have someone hoisting the Stanley Cup, guys. Now go listen to the latest edition of Locked On NHL um, Network's National NHL Show. You know they're going to be talking a lot about the Stanley Cup. Um, so go listen to that. I'll talk to you guys later.